Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of three friends with opinions, theories, and fan castings. This is Geek Speak last week. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Geek Speak last week. This is Ed. It's Tom. And this is Brian. And we are joined this week by our special guest host, Brittany. Woohoo! Hello. Hi, it's Brittany. Um, so <laughs> thank you for coming on and being a part of the show. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Brittany Tomes. I go by Vocal Tomes on social media, if you've seen me there. If not, you probably will after this, but um, I work at Weeds Comic Madness, so I see Tone a lot when he comes in for his comics and stuff, oh. um, and I'm also uh, starting a voiceover career, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I stream on Twitch. I have a few podcasts that I host on, and other than that, I play D&D Live on another podcast every week and just kind of do fun stuff all the time. If it's nerdy and fun and I have time for it, I'm doing it. Very cool. Um, how did you get into the voice acting stuff? Um, voice acting is one of those things where like, I've kind of wanted to do it my whole life. Uh -huh. I really knew how to, <laughs> it's just like the same way if somebody wants to like get into acting, you know, it's like, did you grow up in theater? Did you not? Like, um, voice acting is a little more difficult to like find your way into the industry. So I'm at that stage where like I'm auditioning a lot and just hoping to land those first early roles and then build a career from there. But I did one paid commercial so far. So that was pretty good. Awesome. Um, what was it for? If you don't mind asking. Oh, it was for a Star Trek-themed coffee brand. Unfortunately, it no longer exists because uh, it was one of the casualties of the pandemic. Um, uh, luckily, okay. not the person running it, but like the company itself just didn't survive the pandemic. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was called uh, Logical Coffee. So, Did you happen to get a, a bag or, or a piece of it so you could save it as memorabilia or what? Yeah, they sent me free coffee. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was interesting. That's cool. Um, so I know I'm pretty sure you're based out of the Pennsylvania area, uh, the mm -hmm. Northeast. Um, are you doing a lot of your going for these uh, roles and stuff? Is that in New York based or is it in, in Philly or? Uh, yeah, that's the interesting thing about voice acting. So right now there's a lot more opportunity to do it remotely versus having to live in what they call a hub city, which is like the big cities like New York, um, L.A. Sure. Um, so depending on what you're going for, if you're near a certain city, like luckily Philadelphia, it's not as big, but there still are opportunities. Um, but if I want to do a lot of like commercial roles, for example, I live close enough to New York that, you know, if I had to take a train to actually record in a studio, I could go do that. And then oh, in Philly, cool. there's not as many opportunities, but you might see some people in the area that are looking for specific things like chains, for example, like you hear, you know, you walk into like Aldi's or like Walmart and you hear somebody over like the yeah. com just, you know, saying like this summer we're getting, you know, we're slashing prices down for watermelons, blah, 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 stuff like yeah. that. Oh, that's cool though. Well, obviously anything that comes up, we want to know about it. I don't care if you're selling socks. I don't care what you're doing. We want to know. <laughs> oh, we definitely. Plug it on know. our show. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I guess we will get into the news here and, you know, we obviously we want you to chime in with your thoughts and, uh, We'll uh, get into the first piece of news here today, which 
I feel personally responsible for. Uh, Cowboy Bebop canceled at Netflix after one season. Oh, you're uh, called it. You were one of those guys. <laughs> honestly, I've I am I am a newcomer to anime in general. Um, very, watched very little. These guys have tried to put me on the right course. But when I saw the trailer for Cowboy Bebop, I was instantly interested. Um, so when it came out, I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I was not sold. I just didn't care for it. Um, so I told these guys and within 24 hours, it was like, it's canceled. And I was like, oh, I think I might have said something <laughs> wrong. Somebody was listening to me. And didn't. I don't think it was you. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. But <clears throat> I highly doubt it. But regardless, it, it got canceled. I think that the show was very well done, very well produced, high, hyper stylized. It just wasn't my cup of tea. That's all. Um, so I'm wondering what it was that got it canceled. Um, guys and gals, do you want to chime in? I feel like it was the immediate, like, before the show even came out, there was already those hardcore fans or even people that never watched the show but just love to complain about stuff that were like, nope, not my Cowboy Bebop, not going to watch. I'm the type of person that's like, give everything a chance. And mm -hmm. I did watch the first few episodes of it over Thanksgiving. And while it's, I didn't think it was as good as the anime, I still liked it. I was like, this is fine. I can see why they made the changes they did. Like, I was okay with it. I'm sure I'll probably have a better opinion if I finish it. But I was like expecting them to at least have another season because, you know, they managed to be one of the better live action reproductions of an anime, in my opinion. Like, it, the tone was there. Some of like the... I'll say like some of the more political themes like they they get some of it but then the rest they kind of like dropped but I think that was to make it easier for a mainstream audience but yeah. overall I thought the actors were good it was fine <laughs> no that's exactly how I felt uh I only have two episodes left but it's fine for what it is it's a different retelling of the same story which mm -hmm. they changed things so that it fit as a live action TV show that has a big overarching theme instead of instead of this being episodic anime yeah. that, that was like these episodes that like yeah there's a theme going on there but they didn't have like like vicious wasn't there the whole time in the anime <laughs> yeah like the syndicate is like Where, like they made the him anime. the big bad yeah. yeah like they make him the big bad in this and they made changes that makes sense and it just sucks because you can tell everyone that was involved really was happy about what they were doing and like mm -hmm. they're all upset that they don't get to make another season when they had like big ideas and we're not going to get to see that come to fruition unless someone does pick it up which i would love for someone else to come pick up yeah. maybe amazon come on like you're doing a lot of awesome stuff so uh yeah it it was good i like john cho as um spike i think he was really good i can't think of the actor's name that plays jet but he was perfectly cast he had the voice yeah. he had the look uh, he, he did a awesome. great job and like i like Faye on the show i think they the changes they made with her were made her way more interesting uh i really would have liked to see more but it sucks that we're not going to get it now this is this is the same thing that happened with jupiter's legacy because i understand where people were pissed off with that show but at the mm -hmm. same time, like if the show got a second season, all of their issues would have been completely resolved. The way yeah. they were telling the story was so that they didn't have to have a whole other series to tell the backstory. The way they were telling their story made sense 
for a TV show. And like, I, I, I felt the same way about this as I did about that is like, why would you just cancel it immediately? Like, why not at least give it a second season yeah. to breathe and then see what happens. And if you still don't get any numbers after that, cancel it. But at least you would have gotten to tell more of a story other than meet these characters, meet this, enjoy this world. I'm sorry. Now it's over. Exactly. And, 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 and you, and, this, this need for instant gratification or for something to be a complete mirror of whatever the source material was is just ridiculous because the whole point of the word adaptation is change. You, you have to change from one medium to the other, even though it's still a visual medium, it's 100%. not the same medium. And you have to be able to adjust these stories to fit this new medium. And mm-hmm. people's just hardcore inability to adapt <laughs> to these adaptations <laughs> is yep. just ridiculous. It's just, and that's where the problem lies. And the fact that Netflix is just so quick to just be like, oh, they don't like it, cancel it, is yep. just a problem too. Yeah, that's a Netflix thing. They don't, it's going back as far as I can remember watching television. It always takes a show. A little bit of time to find its footing you know what i mean They're, the rhythm's off mm-hmm. or, and you know usually like you said in the second season things start to fall into place i remember watching shows like seinfeld one of the in my opinion the greatest comedies of all time that first season's clunky i mean same thing with a lot of well-known shows that everybody just loves if Look you watch every the first- star trek yeah (laughs) yeah i mean every star trek has a rough first season but once you get through that oh the funding comes in the better plot lines here you go yeah Mm -hmm. even just actors and you know playing off each other their timing gets better their chemistry becomes you know better so it's a shame that it didn't get more to do uh again i can't say i loved it i thought it was just wasn't for me it wasn't good it wasn't bad it just wasn't my thing but um three people who obviously enjoyed the anime thought that it was good as well. And it sucks that there isn't going to be more story for that to be told. So it's a bummer. Yep. But, but you I know, mean, I'm going to tell you guys, you, you, this is going to be my weekly reminder for you to watch arcane ed. Hey, I, I love arcane. I'm making everybody watch it. It's so yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through <laughs> that, that show is fantastic. It's like a blend of 3D and 2D animation. Like it's insanely good. It's beautiful. And and Ed, it doesn't look like anime, so you might not like it. (laughs) I I think the the art style is amazing. Um, and I I don't have any aversion to watching it. Don't get me wrong. It's just the time. I have no time. Um, Oh no, I know. But I have to remind you every week. Yes, it's it's part of the show now. You have to tell me. Um. Yeah, that at least they're getting a season two though, so we'll be okay. So yeah, that was already greenlit, so that's awesome. Um, I'm also a big like, and it's just the way the world is now. I am a person who will let a show run its full course and then be like, all right, now that it's a full show, I want to watch it. When they cut it off after two seasons of a cliffhanger, I'm like, well, there's no point in this, you know. Mm -hmm. That's not really valid, but that's the way I sometimes feel. So but I am going to watch Arcane. I will watch it, Tone. It is ha- it is going to happen. I just <laughs> okay. don't know when. I uh, just want to have a full discussion about it on the show. 
I am fully aware. And I am also working <laughs> on getting through the last couple of episodes of He-Man. No, slash, not He-Man. Masters, Masters of the, of the Universe. Universe Revelation. <clears throat> Correct. Um, I have the last Tila show. Back he had the Tila show. Yeah. Tila yeah. and her awesome friends. I enjoyed exactly. the first the, the first part of that, and I was totally on board. So I can't wait to watch the second. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. No, they but just I will. went nuts. That's all. Mm-hmm. You'll, yeah. you'll, yeah. <laughs> they just they just went nuts. I don't I don't I know what happened in the second half it's of the so writers' good. room, but they just went nuts. They and, snapped. Yeah, basically, yeah. they were like, you know happened. what? It becomes like I, Dragon Ball Z at one point, and you're like, that, that really what? Does. like you, everybody, really like I'm not spoiling it, but there's that one scene that everybody's like, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z. That's exactly he what this is. He becomes Broly. He doesn't become He Man. He becomes Broly. <laughs> Well, it's uh, funny because I was in the toy store the other day, or not even a toy store. I was in Target in the toy section, and I saw the toys for that show. And I was like, first of all, they were super duper cool. And then I was like, God Skeletor. Okay, I am in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can't wait for this. I, I am definitely. I love Skeletor. I'll have to show you guys my shrine later. Send you a picture. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. People just give me Skeletor stuff because I love wholesome Skeletor memes. And oh, like, they're the people, best. People just associate me with Skeletor. I actually have one right here. <laughs> a little Skeletor. Oh, nice. always awesome. one within arm's reach. <laughs> okay, I need to ask you this. Have you ever watched the... I know we're off... Here we go, but... We're have you ever watched now. the Christmas special? Yes, I love the Christmas special. I have it. I watch it every <laughs> Christmas. Thank you for acknowledging its existence. I tell people, like, among my Christmas movies, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Gremlins. And I'm gonna I don't want to be nice. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not nice. He's like, I'm not nice. I don't want to be nice. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, the little kids. What a perfect pairing. <laughs> but yeah, does it make more sense than any of the other episodes in the original show? Absolutely not. But you no. know what? It's a Christmas special. But it is one of the best exactly. things you'll ever see in your entire life if you've never seen it. I, I, I feel like YouTube. I have when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it since then. No, I think it's on YouTube. You, you seriously? Uh, that, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I have like a knockoff DVD of it somewhere. Nice. <laughs> I remember I actually found that on a video cassette while I was still in college, and it was mm-hmm. like at the tail end of like a bunch of other movies. And then that shit came on, and I lost my mind. <laughs> like, this is the greatest thing ever. Everybody was like, well, what is this? I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the He-Man and Cheery <laughs> Christmas special. And they're like, what? what? What are you talking about? And then we all sat down and watched it. It's just so good. It's so wholesome. Yeah. And we were cracking up the entire time because it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious when you watch it as an adult. Yep. You're like, this shouldn't have been an episode of a show. But here we are. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Moving on from one awesome thing to another <laughs> awesome thing, uh, Mike Flanagan's Fall of the House of Usher series gets more casting announcements. I was in, I'm always in the bag for Flanagan. So when I saw this cast come out, I was like, holy mackerel, he is just stacking them up and leading right off with my man, Mark Hamill. Um, can't wait. I can't wait for the show. Just be, not even anything with, Fall of the House of Usher, which obviously has been adapted a ton of times. times. Uh, but just because it's Mike Flanagan, I yeah, I don't care what he makes. He could make anything, and I'm going to watch it. 
See, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really down for this because it is Mike Flanagan doing Fall of the House of Usher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just because he's just doing something. He's yeah. doing this specific thing. He's so good thing. at horror that's emotionally driven. Like, mm. yes. he's not just one of those people. Like, I mean, we all love gore and crazy stuff, you know, crazy horror like that. But he's really good at, like, being haunted by not even actual ghosts, but, like, your past. Like, by the end of his shows, I'm always, like, bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, damn it, Flanagan, you've done it again. But, like, I love Dr. Sleep. That was my film of 2019. I live Ooh. by that movie. I tell everybody to watch it. It's and so good. I love too. that movie, too. I was like, <laughs> so it's, good. it's so good. It's so good. People slept yeah. on that goddamn film. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I'm here movie. for it. So good. <laughs> and you know he's putting his wife in everything. So I'm like, is Katie yeah, in there? I mean, is Kate Siegel in there? Fantastic. She's I'm one of the best it. actors acting today, in my opinion. She's fantastic. She's so I good mean, at crying and screaming. Yes. And, and both at the same time. And making hard. and making you cry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. She's everybody and I was we were talking about this the other day. I, I was actually in um Duke's shop and I was talking with him and actually Mark was in. So we were talking and I was like, he's a guy who gets the most out of every actor he puts in his stuff. Because mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, Carla Kajina, I've seen her in a lot of things. I wouldn't call her the greatest actress in the world, but in his stuff, she is really, really good. And mm-hmm. same can be said for uh, Henry Thomas. Like he's not a guy I would look to like, Oh, one of the greatest actors in the world, but he's great in those, in those shows of his. And even <laughs> he was unrecognizable in uh, Dr. Sleep as mm-hmm. Jack Torrance, which was fantastic. I mean, soon as they showed him i was like wow he looks exactly like him that's creepy um Mm -hmm. but yeah just so so good um cannot wait for this show and hopefully it's as good as we all think it's going to be but i think we all know it's going to be it's like yeah i mean me and you gushed over midnight mass for oh i love in that one episode i don't even like like super religious things but like when i looked at it i was like it's all about the trauma it's all about the shared world <laughs> with yes. blank that i'm not going to mention because it'll spoil it but mm-hmm. i was just like this is i don't know how i sat through all that every time they're doing their gospels i was like i can't but then i was like oh but it makes sense yeah it's so just... good and i mean we, he's bringing back just about everybody that's been in his shows before mm-hmm. in this one and then with the addition of hamill and uh frank langella frank langella yeah i mean like that's... this is going to be very good they're gonna eat it up yeah and like those two on screen if they're together like that's gonna be great <laughs> who, who, yeah. luke, who, who, who luke vader who luke who, who luke skywalker and 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 and, and skeletor yeah skywalker and skeletor, and skeletor, yeah. yes skeletor, skeletor. <laughs> but um and this is hbo max right no, this is Netflix. Be a Netflix. This is show. Netflix. Yeah, miniseries. Yep. Okay, so this is this is in their same. This is them. Netflix is giving Flanagan more money, and saying, "Here, it. go make another. Like, You're a go make guy. another hit go. for us." Fl- fl- the the <laughs> Flanagan verse. I mean, basically, this, this thing he's done with them. He's the goose that keeps laying them golden eggs, man. You let him keep going because he hasn't turned out a bad one yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the guy is. In my opinion, I think, and I think you can say the same tone. He is my favorite oh, yeah. horror director working. Oh, definitely. Now. He's fantastic. And like oh, you yeah, said, it's not definitely. just 
not just horror for horror's sake. It's deep, deep stuff, emotional <laughs> stuff, and like more character driven than yeah, like you, killer driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was thinking about his shows well after they ended, like just having conversations. And then like, I'd be sitting at home and I'd be like, oh man, I should watch that again. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't, can't wait. For <laughs> that to come out. I just love it. Cause he always gives me like a lesbian at some point. And I'm just like, oh, I got some representation. Yeah, it's like every true. time. And I'm just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they die or not. And it doesn't matter if they're like very traumatized. I'm like, she's there. Yeah. Exactly. And I always see yeah, it coming too. And I'm just like, oh, this one's gonna be queer. And then by the end of it, I was like, I was right. Even Midnight Mass, I wasn't expecting. Then I was just like, thank you. I, I had vibes. I had vibes. I had suspicions, but thank you for confirming. And it was such that 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 part, and we were talking about it before in one of our episodes, how she thought that the priest was judging her. Here, yeah, just staring at her, like just staring at her because he just couldn't tell her what he wanted to tell her. Oh, so good. That show is amazing. Oh, God. Um, instead of gushing about that show for a thousand years, I guess I'll go on to our next uh bit of news. I don't know if you guys are so excited about this as I am, but Christopher Nolan's next movie will be an Oppenheimer biopic, and he's got a bunch of casting for that as well. Um I'm a huge, huge Christopher Nolan fan, and any—he's uh, another one. Anything he does, I'm interested in. But would you say he's the bomb? He is the bomb. I would—I <laughs> would go as far as to put that on record. I had to. It's an Oppenheimer joke, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, like this isn't something I'm particularly looking forward to, but like I like Christopher Nolan's work. I like him as a director, so I'll watch it. I mean, the people this in the cast is. Lawrence Pugh, again, another person mm-hmm. I'll watch. I'll watch her read the phone book. I don't care. She's amazing. <laughs> um, Matt Damon, Benny Safdie, Matt Emily Damon. Blunt, Cillian Murphy. Damon. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, it, it's going to be great anyway, because I think that anything he does is great. I'm a little biased, but that that uh, cast kind of speaks for itself. So I'm, I'm hoping. Tentatively he, going to be good. Worships at, at Tentative. I see what you did there. Tentatively. You're, I did it. You're doing good, Brett. You're I was trying to be polite good. as a guest, but on my own show, I just like, I'm like, pun, 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 pun. And then I'm like, here's a fact. <laughs> oh, we'll be, we'll be fine. It's like yeah, conception. <laughs> if you can, if you can pun it up, go right ahead. Because none of no. But so you we guys might... were laughing so hard you apparently missed puncep- Punception. Huh? Yeah, they did. Oh, oh I no, did I miss heard that one. It's, it's okay because okay, it, I thought it was pretty <laughs> interstellar of me. To <laughs> uh, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna, gonna be, be a dark show. night, guys. It's gonna be a dark night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna mute myself now. We're good. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. <laughs> Speaking of the dark night. Uh, <laughs> Batman the Animated Series is getting a follow-up series with Kevin Conroy returning as the voice of Batman. But that's it's an audio thing. drama. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was reading about it. But again, don't care. It's it's his voice. I love and Kevin Conroy. So good. Here, here's yeah. the thing. I've been listening to a lot of these audio dramas lately. And yeah, no, I am down. I, if you can get as many of these people, the original voice actors from the show to reprise their roles and then just do give me new episodes over over podcast style, I yeah. will listen. 
because I'm already listening to the HBO Max one and I'm already listening to all those Marvel ones. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in uh, Hamill to come in. uh, That's what I was just going to say. I'm wondering if they're going to be able to get him back, Um, which anytime they're together is magic for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that uh, he does end up joining that. So we'll see. I mean, again, like you said, these uh, these audio, um, I guess they're really audio dramas. They're, there's a ton of them right now. And I have a list that I need to get, just like the shows, I have a list that I need to get on top of. Um, but my podcast listening has shrunk dramatically, unfortunately, with my commute only being 10 or 15 minutes in the morning. That happened to me too. 10 or 15 minutes at night. I'm going from an hour and 40 every day. So um, so that's kind of a bummer. But, yeah, you got to get it in when you can because this will be one that will jump to the top of my list when it does come out. So can't wait for that. Um, we also got an announcement that Captain Carter is getting her own comic series, and that will be dropping in March 2022. Um, I, we've already talked how much we're all fans of the Captain Carter, Peggy Carter character. Yeah, she's cool. She's awesome. And <laughs> I give it, I give it, I give it another couple years. And before we see a Captain Carter in live action in some way, shape or form, it has. Now, I give it another couple of years. I, I give, let, let Marvel get their multiverse firmly in place. Yeah. And then we will see a live action Captain Carter. She'll be, she's at, I'm guaranteeing you this right now. She's like at the top of the list. Yeah, for sure. You think she can show up in Loki season two? Mm, That's, you see, even like that that is possible. (laughs) Anything's possible because they keep keeping phase four so vague. And then you're like, I know it's a multiverse. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. They're doing it so well too. Like they're Mm -hmm. so sneaky. They're so sneaky. So good. You're so like, so good. Here's a Kang. Here's a Scott Lang. Here's a this. And you're like, oh my God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep on rhyming. I was like, this is good. How's she going to keep this going? <laughs> yeah, right. Here's an Ang. Oh, wrong. <laughs> Here's a Batarang. Nope, go. that doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> you never That's, know. Nope. That's Have you seen Eternals? Actually... Have you seen Eternals? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. God. Oh, they name drops it. It comes back again. No, I'm just saying. I it's just, I thought, I thought that away. was hilarious. I was like, that's great. We got away. He does. I thought we got away. Why? They're, they're making fun of me because I, <laughs> it's, nah, it's a long story. I wasn't a fan no, of that. Not, movie, but no, I understand. He, what you're he saying. hated the movie. Yeah. He absolutely hated it. He hated it. He hated I it. loved it. <laughs> okay. See, I'm in that, the minority. That's just because I liked finally seeing a Marvel property that I wasn't a hundred percent like knowledgeable of. Cause like yeah. I work in a comic shop, I, I, you know, it's just, I'm surrounded by it daily. So I knew of the characters had only read the Neil Gaiman run. So I was like, let's see what happens. And I was like, pleasantly surprised. Cause I didn't have to think constantly of like, what are they pulling this from? Oh, yeah. Scholarly mind could just take a nap for once. <laughs> it was nice. That's a good point. I knew nothing for <laughs> the tears. So for 90% of the movie, I'd say, but again, I don't want to get into. I'm not rehat. I will not do this again. I'm not. I'm not saying anything because okay, we have so many more amazing MCU news coming uh, up. So that is true. That is true. <laughs> so what's next, Dad? <laughs> um, Tom Holland apparently went on some 
if you know some news talk show. In, was it a talk <laughs> show i didn't even know where it came from no. uh once timothy chalamet to play harry osborne in the mcu i which, like this a lot yeah that's too. really good fan casting right there they're all around the same age so exactly yeah. they've all worked think, together yeah. <laughs> chalamet exactly. actually went to for the role of peter parker when they were casting so mm-hmm. kind of comes back full circle for him and i think he fits the role of Harry very well. Um, yeah, especially seeing him in other things, and he can play smarmy uh, very well, which is one of the attributes you have to have to be Harry. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny because he's a character that ultimately is a nice guy, but he does some really shady, shitty stuff and is kind of a entitled douchebag at times. So I think he could pull it off really well, and I like Timothy Chalamet. As an actor, I think he he could do it. Um, he might be caught up in the Dune for right now to be able mm-hmm. to to do it, but Why? hopefully Zendaya's in Dune. One more movie. Yeah. Oh shit! You're right. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I yeah. totally blanked on that. Honestly, would you say he's Osborne for the role? <laughs> I would say he is Osborne for the role. <laughs> Some might be green with envy sorry. about it. You okay, bro? The fact that he's gobbling up all these roles. That one gobbling up all these roles. That, 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 yo. There's tears to my jokes. If you let me just keep talking, it's just never ending. (laughs) It's like, oh. Oh, So good. He could bring something that a role that nobody's ever done before. Here's the, I like it. God damn it. Here's the thing. I, I think with him, they, I think they'll play a more sympathetic Harry. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think they're gonna play the le- the less smarmy type and more. He really is just being looked over by his father, and the only I hope they play it more like what's going on in the games. But we'll that's see. what I was gonna say. Like not like not not the whole him do. being away, but yeah, basically no, they're they're him and Mary Jane and them they're best friends. So if they play it with sort of the amazing route where he comes back from like being abroad in school or what they, because his father sent him away, but they had been best friends as they were young. I could see that not MJ, Mm -hmm. obviously, because those two were, but I could see that working. And then the three of them or the four of them, because of, uh, because of Ned, of Ned being there, like them all just being just like great friends. And then if things start to, when things start to fall apart, you could literally have things start to fall apart. So you could have, and we're not going down this road. <laughs> okay. It's going, it's we got to, we got to move on. We're spiraling. Yeah, we got to move on. I was going to just I, throw I literally something out there to, writing the script. So it will gotta, melt your brain. Who would you cast as Norman? Can we bring Willem Dafoe back? I mean, I, as much as I now. love Willem Dafoe, he's not age-appropriate for that with, version. With, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. He's got the look. That. I like yeah. that, actually. I, don't, I, I, I liked him I, in Interstellar. I, I honestly don't like him oh, in any other roles. That's what I was going to... That's the... Nah, I can't say that's the only one because in True Detective Season 1, he's... Yeah, he's great in True Detective. Oh, okay. Haven't seen that. He, he's also a guy who can't do anything other than a southern accent which if you're doing a guy who comes from the south then great but i he mean he has great car commercials <laughs> he's the best the car commercial Lexus. guy 
you should drive a Lexus and have. No, a trust me. me. I I was thinking about the I was thinking about the the accent, but I don't know something about him and his look and Timothy Chalamet. and he, him and Timothy Chalamet like they share a similar look. Yeah, that that's why I went that route. The cheekbones. With yeah, yeah. You know, they're and like the just borderline yeah. twinkish, but like not fully. <laughs> so, like, don't get me wrong. I love Dune. I love Paul, but like, yeah. You're like yeah, you poor little, I, you poor little twink exactly out there in the sand dunes. <laughs> dodge that shy halud. I was always of the opinion that uh, Dominic West from The Wire would be a great uh, Norman Osborn. Ooh. I, he's well, he'd got be good too. That look, I and I love him. I think he's a great actor as well. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. I just didn't know him by name. He he has the that he could do that crazy look. He and he also plays like secret bad guy well, like in other movies. Um, 300, where he's like, you know, he's a bad guy, but he's playing that he's a nice guy the whole time. And then at the end, you're like, oh, yeah, you are a piece of shit. I think yeah. he could uh pull it off well. I've always, he's always been my pick and he's age appropriate. He's a little on the older side because these guys are so young, but I think he would, he would be good in a role. What say you, Tone? I, I, Got nothing right now. Got nothing. Call All me. right. And Call me. Brittany, <laughs> what, what do you got? Who do you want? I can't think of an, an actor off the top of my head, but I like the ones you guys choose so far. I'm like, that's All interesting. Right. All right. We won't we won't belabor this, but uh if you think about <laughs> it and you come up with one in your head, you guys shout it out. I'll just It'll yell at in a fever dream at like 3 a.m. and yeah. I'll be like, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next piece of news we got more Marvel news. The Marvels is gets a release date of February 17th. I put 33. I don't think that's right. I think <laughs> 22. it's 22. Um, so that's not you know great. We don't have to spend a ton of time talking about it, but at least we have a date now that we know it's going to be happening. Um, I want I want that symbol. I want, I want that. Yeah, symbol. Three symbols oh, together. that symbol was fucking cool. That was super cool. Yeah, that, I really. I was that. like, yo, that's a fly pendant. I like that they do that because it's from the comics too. So like the yeah. way that they did the symbols in each other, I'm just like, oh, because she hands her one of those in the comic too, and it's like, oh, it's all of our symbols together. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that the other two actresses got those. I think they did. Yeah, I would think so too. They probably that's... been bonding. <laughs> that. Yeah, they said so like, cool. like trust falls. So cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's not big, big news, but uh we did get a little bit of Disney Plus Star Wars news. Amanda, I think her name's Amandla. Amandla, right? Amanda yeah, yeah. Stenberg cast as the lead in Disney Star Wars series The Acolyte. Um, this was one when all they showed was the I guess the <laughs> logo. Had me the most intrigued. It looks super cool. I wasn't sure what it was going to be about. I just know that it looked like it's going to be dark side centric, and that's what they're going for. It's kind yeah. of the the I guess the rise of the dark side is what it's going to be about. And I'm all in. I think she's a great actress. I've seen her in a handful of things. She's really really good. Um, I just don't know if she's a character that's from any of the previous lore. No, um, this is High Republic. What, yeah, from what I'm reading, this is all going to be new stuff. Like this is the the final days of the High Republic era is when this is taking place, 
And the same way a Padawan is usually associated with Jedi, when they say the word acolyte, that's usually associated with the Sith. Okay. As far as I know, we haven't really seen the Sith in the High Republic stuff as okay. like an entity of the Sith. Um, so this might be like the beginnings of the Sith or like just very early Sith stuff. So this is awesome. I think casting her, like she's going to do big things and it's going to be lead for her to be able to do other stuff in Star Wars because if this is her being an accolade, then we can see her later as like a higher Sith Lord. I was thinking, I mean, not that they would necessarily do this, but obviously it would be years and years later, her showing up in something else, like you said, um, mm -hmm. possibly not be her, that actress playing that role, but possibly another actress, you know, who, who would take on the role as an older version, which would be kind of cool. I don't think they really, you know, besides like the they did it with Ahsoka. Been... So it's, it, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. Depending on what they're doing, the character, because High Republic is like multimedia, so they could literally mm -hmm. have an older version mm -hmm. show up in a book. They could yep. have an older version show up in this game that's going to be coming out. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so will... that, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's, that, that's, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why they built this entity this way like not the acolyte but the you know the high republic so yeah. it's like we could do whatever the heck we want mm -hmm. and tie yeah. it all together however we want so it's like yeah. they're making their own extended universe again but not yeah that it's just yeah. all gonna be scrapped you know they're like they're, here's books here's comics here's video games and it's all gonna combine together and make like really solid continuity and lore for once it's like yes yeah <laughs> that'll be interesting and new <laughs> instead of trying to play in between the spots right now it's like look what we could do here we, we got a couple of years that we can play like no just yeah when you have like a bunch of different creators like just doing things on their own and like oh but this doesn't fit with this yeah but it's fine no we'll now we're work. making everything <laughs> fit cohesively <laughs> oh so they're the dc universe okay i got you maybe yeah. no 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 not anymore now they're more like the mcu yes, yes. And besides the Before fact they, they were had, like the DC. they had they had decades to fuck that all up so it's not yeah. it's not the same it, it's not yeah, the same. yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. not the same but at all it's just the tip of the stenberg <laughs> you know i i do know what you mean we're moving on to greater things <laughs> see what you're doing there see what you're doing Brittany. <laughs> i'm sending some respect to manla's way <laughs> a Mandalorian. Oh, I was so close. It's not gonna work. Oh, Mandal. Oh, yeah. Well, I was yeah. like a Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Nope. We tried. <laughs> we gave it a good shot. It was it was worth the shot. Um, next thing on the list here is uh, they released a teaser trailer for Netflix's new TV series for Resident Evil. Um, not too much to it, but I'm excited it for it. Because... It wasn't even a teaser trailer. They just showed the dog. Dogs barking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, good boy. You always need a dog. Yeah. yeah. I like zombie Resident dogs. Evil a lot, That's so great. I'll watch anything, whether it ends up being good or not. I don't care. I'll watch it. Yeah, Next. it looks like this is connected to the old movies and not the new movie that came out. Oh, okay. Really? Really? Mia Jovovich or Yeah, whatever? yeah. What what why do you think that? Uh that dog is like right out of the original movies. Like that's a scene uh, from like the original movies. Oh, 
Yeah. That's so weird. Why would they, they what do you that? Want about that's the, the thing. They're movies, doing the a part lot where of the different... dude gets his eyes cut and it drops out like a gag. Yes. That is yes. one of the, my favorite shots in film ever. Because he's just it's like, do so I jump good. up? Do I jump down? Do I jump up? And then it's just like, shunk, and he's like, fuck. But yeah, that yeah. eye goop. I got yeah, me. That's, I got me. That's good. It's good stuff. But yeah, I don't know what what's going on with all this because this is that movie was made separate of this Netflix series that was getting made, and also Netflix has an animated series that's also out. So mm-hmm. I don't know where this falls in with all the different Resident Evil stuff that's going on. Yeah. Well, the animated series is canon to the to the games. Yes, that's so it. I don't know where this live action series goes. Hmm. Did you see the new movie yet? Anyone here? I haven't seen the movie now. No, I, I haven't so seen it. Netflix I only know one person that has seen it, and he is a huge Resident Evil fan, and he did not like it at all. I know the same person. He told me the same thing. <laughs> you, you, yep. <laughs> and I was like distraught. Right? Me too. When yeah. when he said that, I was like, no. I was like, oh dang. But yeah, I, I haven't heard anything you. positive yet. I I didn't I didn't want to be the bear, but I told you. Yeah, most people that I know who have seen it have said that they don't like some changes that are made to Leon's character. So I'm like, why would you change anything about Leon? Like, he's Leon. Well, they changed a lot about Leon. They changed a lot, apparently. And a lot of people are like, mm, nope. I'm out. Huh. Not so, my Leon. <laughs> not my Leon. <laughs> Cancel this. <laughs> well, I don't think it did very good at the box office, so. I don't think it did. I didn't even know it came out, so, like, I'm a, big, I'm a huge Resident Evil person, and then somebody had to mention, like, oh, I saw this the other day, and I was like, yeah, it's out? <laughs> Since yeah. when? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, I'll check out the show when it comes out, but again, we don't know where it falls, what it's tied to. Yeah, we gotta wait till, because uh. this is completely different characters. There's, like, characters that are connect to Wesker like I read about it and it's it looks like it can fit in with the original movie universe but wait no wait because isn't no Wesker's in that one yeah because I just remembered is it but Wesker's black in that one yeah Wesker wasn't black in the original no he's not no but he was a young video game carbon copy wannabe White dude, blonde yeah. hair, slick back, yeah. had his sunglasses on. Yeah, he, looked he did exactly some of the same like stuff from the, the game. from the games. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Dodges bullets, you know. Yeah, he <laughs> does his yeah. shit. He yeah. had some good There's boys the, of his own, you know. The Matrix stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was super annoying in number five. Yeah, now and now we get and now we get Black Wesker. I mean, it's about time. Maybe it's their own like multiverse. Hey, listen, I the isn't it? Is it's, it's I'm I'm okay because it's the, it's it's uh. What's well, no, because Lance Reddick is back. Yeah, it's Lance Reddick, so I'm okay. Oh, I love Lance Reddick. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, we're okay. Sure. Yeah, it's Lance Reddick. <laughs> I love him. He was so good in Fringe. No, he's great, but like. Oh, he's great. I don't, he just came out left field. I don't know. I don't know what continuity or storyline or what timeline. I don't Listen, know. if he doesn't put on some sunglasses and dodge some bullets, his name is. Oh Wesker. no! So I'm just reading this thing, and it just makes me very worried. Oh, when the Wesker kids move to New Raccoon City, the secrets they uncover might just be the end of everything. This is like Stranger Things season four. <laughs> <you know? laughs> The Wesker Bunch. 
Oh no! Underneath this mall be... in our town, we found a secret virus. <laughs> oh my gosh! Worse name than Raccoon City, maybe New Raccoon City. Yeah, that is Raccoon. <laughs> Raccoon City. What happened to the old Raccoon City? Uh, well, it's roadkill. It died with the T virus because this is this is three decades after the discovery of the T virus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. He just never became mind. a robot. That was pretty wild. <laughs> you were like, Have fun, guys. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be still watching fun. that, Ed. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out again. I don't. I'm not as heavy into the game as you guys are, so I don't have that. Like, it needs to lead up to something, or or you know, live up to expectations of mine because I have none. I don't really know that much about it. <laughs> I just hope it's good. Like, if it's good and entertaining, and then I'm fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, because, yeah, as long it still needs to have some of the Resident Evil bones, though. You can't just call it Resident Evil and throw some characters oh, with some names that. in it and be like, look, we're in New Raccoon City with our happy family of Weskers. Sure. No, I get that. I'm just saying, like, I don't have, like, that hardcore fan thing where i'm like oh it needs to be this or it needs to be that i'm just like i'll go in i'll watch it if if it's cool and interesting and then i'll you know i'll follow it if not and then there's always going to be the hardcore fans who are going to do the same thing that they did to you know cowboy bebop where they're like this not my resident evil like and then they're gonna fucking cancel it after one season anyway so who cares exactly but not my biohazard <laughs> We shall see. It is coming. I have uh, more to read. I have more to read for you guys if you want oh, to hear more. Please continue. Um, I was going to say, I'm a bit on a time constraint. So <laughs> I know. Oh. can't. All right. So then we, we won't go. We won't go more further into this. <laughs> but I can right. always come back in the future. He looks oh, hurt. Definitely. You, you look it's, hurt by what you read, listen. though. <laughs> you look, you look, like you, you look <laughs> yeah. distraught. I'm just um, saying two timelines is what the show is doing. Oh, so, uh, jumping right. back and forth. Have fun with Interesting. That. Never mind. Yeah. Got it. Um, right. and then the next bit of uh, bit of the show we want to talk about briefly: the Hawkeye episode four. Um, yes. which that show just keeps getting better and better. Oh, it my God, completely does. I love that show so much. I. This is quickly be. I just had this conversation the other day as well. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been my favorite of the Disney Plus Marvel stuff so far. This is quickly going to, it, it seems like it's, in, unless they totally don't stick the landing, this will probably be my top because this show is just so well done. The chemistry between the two leads is fantastic. And yep. it's just the right amount of fun and espionage action. Yeah. You know, the the fight on the uh, rooftop this this episode was just so crazy. good. And I so much so that like I knew that Yelena was going to be in this series at some point and I forgot because I'm just so wrapped up in the story that they're telling. And when <laughs> he, he's he's on the roof and he's like, I'm up here fighting um, Maya. First, uh, Maya. And she's like, no, I'm fighting her. And he's like, how can you be fighting her? Mm -hmm. She's fighting me right now. I was like, oh, shit, it's Elena. Um, it was just so good. And if one thing, if there's one thing that Marvel does right, it's rooftop fight scenes. So That's this true. one did not disappoint. Um, 
got a little bit more of the story that we're going to be getting into in this episode. But that part for me, which and actually the when she's falling off of the side of the building and he has to look at her and it gave him oh. uh, gave him the flashbacks to uh to Nat falling off uh in Vormir. That was that hurt. really that hurt. It's just such a really well done show. It's crazy. It, um, it does it has a lot of cues and heads up, I've noticed. Now, like like when you look back retroactively at a, each episode or you rewatch them, it's like they kind of let you know what's going to happen in the episode, mm-hmm. like oh, way yeah. before shit happens. And it's like within the first five minutes, like you know, Natasha was brought up and then I was yep. like, oh, OK. And then like five minutes later, she's brought up again. And I'm like, yep. oh, this must be the episode where, where you later shows up. And I'm like, <laughs> because I was like, oh, OK, OK. And then like five minutes later again. And I'm like, good God, people. I was yeah. like, I get it. Stop being so heavy handed now. And it was like, but it was it, it it's it's fun the way they do it. It's like, Hey, it, it, cause it's almost like they're psyching you up too. It's just like, yeah, that's like, the way I feel. Gonna happen. It, it's it's gonna foreshadowing, happen. but it's not like annoying. It's more of no, like, no, it's not. Hey, are you guys ready? Cause this is going to happen. Hey, yeah. it's happening. This and the, one thing, <laughs> and the other thing that they've been building up, like we were talking about before, and I'm not going to mention exactly, but I'm sure Brittany knows all the theories. Cause she hears them all the time. Unfortunately. But, but yeah. <laughs> But if you've read the story, it's also something that people have been already, you know, theorizing. But yeah, they've been planting those seeds every episode. And I like that. It's like it's not even like it was subtle at first. And then it's just like, you know what? We're not even going to be subtle anymore here. We're nope. just going to keep doom, boom, boom. And I'm, I'm like, like OK, I get And you. I think I understand this Wednesday it, that is going to pay. Yeah, we're going to get the payoff. I, I now, feel the other thing, though. They've never mentioned this before, but L- Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mean Mockingbird? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Say, like, his his what, wife wasn't just like what, what, some random what is that? mom. Yo, how does she have these contacts and intelligence gathering skills? Like, I yo, you at home with the mm-hmm. damn. And all she has to do is make one phone call. And, all you gotta uh, be like, is an ex-agent. Phone calls and she's got all the information he needs. I'm like, that's not right. That's not normal. That's well, it, it like, kind of makes a lot of sense, really, because, I mean, I don't know. Super spies probably don't have a whole lot of time to meet women anywhere else besides on mission. So it makes sense. And it, it that's one of the things about his character that in these movies that I was never. I always liked the character of Bobby Morse, and I always thought that it was a missed opportunity not to have that character show up. Obviously, she's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um but we all know what happened with that so i was like the fact that they're kind of making her this alternate version of that is kind of cool i like that plus it gives you a reason why she's not totally worried every time the guy steps out of the house Mm -hmm. because she knows the deal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, i think that she has some leftover like sort of knowledge from her mystery ink days because I mean, once once a Velma, always a Velma. Yep. You know she's got those contacts. You know she knows what's going on. So she's called Freddy, Daphne, Scooby, Shaggy. Just call them. Every time up. she showed up on screen, I was like, Zoinks. "Oh look, Matthew it's hot Lillard shows up." I gotta up call the CIA. Next episode. Yes. Hot Velma is in the house. 
Yeah. Hot Velma is where we're That's at. That's Hot Velma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Mm-mm. Nothing but respect for my Hot Velma. Yeah. No, I, I, and I, I, no, and I don't say that like in a derogatory, but I literally like, I just remember like watching that movie for the first time and going, that is perfect casting. She's ridiculously yep. hot, but that is perfect <laughs> casting. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, a, and I was like, she's my, she is my Velma. And he's like, that's exactly. hashtag yep. my Velma right there. Right. That, uh, so I, every time, I was, oh, hi, Velma. How you doing? The sh- the uh, sh- the girl who launched the thousand uh, cosplays because there's Basically. hot Velmas everywhere yeah. now. So, yep. Thank you, Linda Cardellini. Good job. My glasses. <laughs> I can't find my glasses. <laughs> Back to Hawkeye. Uh, yes, but uh, I also um, liked how they brought in the how they're going to get their costumes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is I like the little thing with the larpers. That was cool. The only thing I like. Come on. Them taking the place of the people from the uh, building that he lives in in the comics is what, like, that's how I see them. Mm -hmm. And, like, I like that they're working with him and they're all starstruck at Hawkeye needing their help. (laughs) So they're definitely going to help him out. Like, no matter what. I, I still also like that they're just like regular people or he she was like, you don't you, you this is my bag. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't have your own bag? Like, no, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is my bag. That, like it's like great. this is my my wife gave me this bag. Like she it says bombshell <laughs> on it. Like, 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 yo, what are you doing? Like you, you can't have my bag. Which that was a little nod to her being the character bombshell. Oh, Whoa. I didn't know that. Or yeah. being a bombshell it's, Velma once again. <laughs> yeah so that character that i didn't got, know that. had the bag to hold that whole thing like that's the character bombshell from comics she's a cop in the comics uh no she's a villain in the comics oh okay <laughs> but they made her that's the like a little like they're throwing a lot of little stuff like if oh. you don't know you're oh. gonna miss but for people that do know like there's a lot of names that are getting dropped and stuff like that um but yeah i like that i like the interaction between eleanor and clint and showing more that eleanor is not on the up and up which i still continue to think she is going to end up being madam mask and i also was reading um the now prevailing rumor is that kate's aunt is not moira as everyone has been thinking, or that Moira is an alias for her aunt, and her aunt is actually Val. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Elaine, Elaine Bennis is Elaine Bennis. No, obviously the only, the only um, thing Julia. Yeah, that Val is ever be to me. Val is her aunt, and when we see Eleanor on the phone with someone, that's who she's on the phone with. Well, I did. That's out why. That. My yeah, theory. and that's why Yelena comes after her. And if you notice during the fight, Yelena never does anything to Kate that would actually hurt her. Yes. And she even gives her that shake of the head like, you don't yep. want It's because you need that young Avengers uh, solidarity to happen. Yes. So if Val sent her there and is like, you can do whatever you want to him, just don't hurt her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And also the whole thing of the mug in her house saying Thanos was right. Val would be in line with that thinking. Right. Yeah. 
That makes sense. So, that makes sense. That's what a couple things. There's also the whole thing of we don't know for sure that it was Clint in the suit as Ronan when Maya's dad was killed. True. Because we don't know exactly when that happened. We're just assuming because we're like, oh, Clint was Ronan, so he had to be the one that killed him. So I'm not as I'm not as up on the Ronan stuff as you three probably are. I know multiple people have been Ronan in the comics. Mm-hmm. Besides the two that I know of, Maya and Clint, who else was in that role or took that alias? Anyone? I was going to say, Ronan is the one thing I'm, I'm not familiar with. That They just did a comic about who, who, who had it before Clint, apparently. But yeah. I can't remember. I'm not 100% sure, but I think what they might do in the show is that it was his brother, Barney, and Ooh. that's who the watch belongs to. That's what I was Which thinking. Why they're going after the watch so hard. I assume that's what that was, their way to bring in yeah. Barney. However, I didn't make the connection of Barney could have been the first Ronin. I didn't think of that. Yeah. But that's cool. I like that. Um, I'm going to throw out my theory again. Not again for the first time. We've talked off mic. But I think, I think that Kate's mother is actually the power is who agent 13 i think that she's obviously in bed with i don't think agent 13 is the power broker i think okay. she's well, working i'm for just the trying power to clarify because i haven't seen any of the show yes no i think that because sharon carter with you know the end of that show they never clarify that she's the power broker they just have her walking out and getting into a car doing her weird but she's been walking fake, out and getting in the car all the time so. whatever Take look. I'm just like, okay, I just Sharon. don't buy her as bad. I don't I, I, I don't know either. what it doesn't is. make any sense. Yeah. And I she may be working for someone, which I think she's and I think that uh Eleanor is probably that person. That would be a much better payoff in my opinion, but then again, it's a theory, so it's just my fan theory. It doesn't mean anything, but that's what I think. <laughs> um but yeah, overall another great episode um yeah it just keeps getting better and better i can't wait to see what happens this week on the show and hopefully you get time to uh catch up Brittany, because it's a very very good show oh i will <laughs> it's just been rough, you know, <laughs> retail holiday season it's just like, oh for sure you come home you sleep you wake up you work like so once we actually get like i feel like around christmas i'll finally be able to watch all hawkeye it'll be nice yeah awesome we're also going to do our top three Christmas songs with Brittany here. Um, just basically, since we're in uh, in December, we like to do something for the holidays each week. So uh, I guess we will start off with our guest. So let's start um, with you, Britt. Yes. Well, I wouldn't be gay if I didn't list this as my honorable mention. <laughs> so my honorable mention is Last Christmas by Wham!, because if you didn't already Damn. know George Michael was gay by then, you really should have when you heard these lyrics. Wham. Nice. Wham. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, whenever you hear that song, I feel like you, you just know it's Christmas because you're like, oh, last Christmas is on again. <laughs> it's a fun music video. It's interesting. They're at a ski lodge. And, <laughs> 80s vibes. And I typically have to argue it argue with my daughter that that is the best version because she likes to tell me that the uh 
Taylor Swift. The version that's the best Taylor. is Taylor Swift, and she's wrong. Oh, it's, it's okay. No. She's young. She don't know. Now, do you but, see, Taylor Swift would have been good if she would have stayed true to the lyrics, but no, she tried to change them as well. And yeah, that's homo. true. Too. And I'm like, no, you go full homo or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with you. I'll agree with you there. I think that that is a oh, it's it's on my it's on my uh, honorable mentions as well. I love that song. Um, and I can honestly listen to it all the time. It doesn't, it never gets old to me. So very good. It's fun to sing too. Yeah. Dramatically in the car while you're driving, looking at the window. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Britt, what's your number three? Oh, dang. I go again. Yeah. My number three, like <laughs> my top three are honestly very interchangeable, but I, I really had to struggle to put these in order. So my number three is that's what Christmas means to me. The Stevie wonder version. Yeah. I, this song slaps number one. Yeah, it does. You can't not be happy while listening to the song. Like, I dare you to be angry in your car and hear this come on and be like, that's <laughs> what Christmas means to me, my love. Anyway, yeah. oh, so yeah, it's just the backup singers. Everything is great. As soon as you hear the beginning start, and he's like, oh yeah. You're like, and then when he gets on it with the oh, then he gets on it with the harmonica. Mm. Yep. Every good Stevie Wonder song has a harmonica. Oh yeah. So yeah, I love Stevie Wonder to begin with, and that's just like it's a jam, it's a pop. Absolutely, I really like her. She can be on the show again if I, I don't <laughs> care what y'all say. I don't care what y'all say. Oh, I love Britney. That's why I wanted her on in the first place. <laughs> All right, so my honorable mention is "Winter Song" by Leslie Odom Jr. and Cynthia Erivo. Ooh, I like Leslie Odom. I've heard multiple versions of this song but this is my favorite version leslie odom actually has recorded two versions this is his second version of it the first version is just him by himself but i love this song it's a very like more like kind of more sad song a little Mm -hmm. bit but like this version is just so good i love leslie odom jr ever since hamilton hamilton (laughs) yeah and like he's a local guy he's a philly dude so Mm -hmm. yeah and i he's recorded two christmas albums and i love them both but this is the one song that i will listen to every time um anytime i like it's on my christmas my personal christmas playlist that i listen to when i'm like i need to get in the christmas spirit these are the songs i want to listen to this is one of them well now i gotta Uh, listen to all of his stuff (laughs) i just really like wait for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my favorite song it's my hamilton, favorite song from so. hamilton i don't understand how anybody yeah. takes anything else i'm like yes i get the rest are good but like if you're not yeah screaming, wait, wait for it, it. <laughs> exactly and uh cynthia what was her last name Arriba. Arriba. she yeah. is the girl who was in uh bad times at the El royale correct i'm not sure because i believe it is she's the same girl that was in uh Oh crap! She was in Harriet. She <laughs> Harriet was Harriet and the Outsider. Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. She's she's a really really good voice and she's a good mm-hmm. actress. Oh, well. she's so good in this song. I highly I recommend this song. Um, you I'll be right. taking all of our songs and like putting them in a playlist for us so we can listen to them. Awesome. Okay. Good. Um. My number three, though, is a song called Sympathy for the Grinch by 100 Gex. Never heard of it. This is 
one of the most fun, like, just like real punky songs. It's like <laughs> this dude talking about like not getting what he wanted for Christmas. And, you know, just throwing sand in the trunk because I want what I, I want to get what I finally get what I deserve for Christmas. It's so much fun. It's a lot of just it's a very fun song. Nice. I think you guys will like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check all these out later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to wait for Tone to make the playlist so I don't have to go look anything up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Tone's quick. He's got a quick turnaround. Yeah, that'll be up by the end of the night. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> Uh, I will defer to you, Bri. Uh, okay, so my runner-up is uh, The 12 Days of Christmas by um, this acapella group called Straight No Chaser. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that one. Um, it's hilarious because like a quarter way through, they just start mixing other Christmas songs in and mixing the other like other days of Christmas up in between and whatnot. And at one point it goes off into like, it, it it's just, yeah, it, it just, at, at one point it goes off into um, the dreidel song. Yeah. It goes off into <laughs> dreidel, the dreidel song. And then at one point it, it goes into um uh Christmas Africa. song. It was basically sung to Africa. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit! It's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I, I used had to be Christmas on my Christmas down in Africa. Golden rings. This is ridiculous. Uh, it was so so good. Like I, I and and you're gonna laugh at me because that was my runner up. But my number three is another one of their songs. They do right. regular Christmas covers. But the fact that they come up with these other ones is just hilarious. The third, my number three is called the Christmas Can Can, and oh, nice. also by done by done by them, and it's absolutely hilarious because it basically sums up how you feel about the commercialism of Christmas in mm-hmm. a song set to the Can Can. <laughs> like oh, it literally starts Christmas Christmas time again, and then, and then you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> It is like, and then, and but like mostly shopping, 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 yeah. and I'm like, yes, yes. It is like, I, I, I like the as soon as you guys listen to it, you'll be like, yeah, no, that's what, that's that, yeah, that's what, that's. I'm playing this at the end of no, I'm playing at this in the end of November every year from now on. Like this is <laughs> this is how I'm starting my Christmas because you know what's coming, and this song basically encapsulates that for you in a fun. And again, we go off on the whole dreidel dreidel thing because like there's because one of them is actually jewish so he's like so he's like it's so like christmas time is it fun if you're jewish and they so they go off on this whole thing about it and and then at the end they're talking about kwanzaa and everything else too and i'm like this song is fucking awesome i was like it is the best thing i've ever and you need to watch the performance don't just like listen to it so if you find it like go watch it on youtube too because it's gonna be like that much better so nice. that's my number three, the Christmas Can Can by Straight No Chaser. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. Sounds fun. Um, my honorable mention is Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Nice. One of my favorite, you know, it, it's hard to pick and put these in order and stuff. It's one of my absolute favorites. I mean, it's so fun. It's got such a great beat. Run DMC is amazing. So what, what's not to like, you know? Um, 
but there's just so many lines in it that are just friggin' hilarious. Um, and the, the way that they're just dropping in these Christmas things, it's just, it's so silly, mm. but I love the, I love the song and the fact that it's a sample of an older song, which is also amazing. Um, which it's just a great, great, great song. Um, that's my honorable mention, but number three is a song that I didn't even know about until I watched black mirror. Um, Oh, I love black mirror. The white Christmas episode of black mirror ends on a note where they're just playing one song and you realize that this person is trapped in a loop and will hear this song for the rest of their life. And that's, you know, super dark and depressing, but the song's super catchy. Um, it's called Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day yep. by Roy Wood. Um, it also has like a uh, choir uh, behind him, and it's just super duper catchy. Um, Roy Wood was apparently part of ELO back in the 70s and went on to have this amazing uh, career as a solo artist. He's a super weird dude, apparently, too. Um, he just like you see his album covers and he has this crazy makeup and like glam stuff, but it kind of looks metal. It's it's really he's a really, really talented guy, really, really talented musician. And that's just a great song, in my opinion. I, I love it. All right. Awesome. Britt. Oh, man. Back to me for number two. So you're going to catch on to a theme here, but I, I really love Motown Christmas songs. Because um, nice. they're like the best. They're the best yes. Christmas songs, first of yeah. all. They're not depressing. They they feel like the holiday season. They're like how I want to feel on Christmas. So yes. it was very hard to give this one a number two. Because as you can see, Gremlins Behind Me, my favorite Christmas movie, begins with this song, which is Christmas, Baby Please Come Home by Darling uh, Love. Yes. And it's so good. As soon as you hear like, Christmas, the snow's coming down. You're just like, ah, oh, here we go. Gremlins is on. Um, that's all I have to say about that movie. It's it's just great. It fills my heart with joy. Just hearing like the, you're just like ah, my heart. Yes. So yeah, Darlene Love. And the actually that's one of the ones I always listen to that album as well, and that song in particular. But all of her songs on this out, and it's Phil Spector and all of his artists. And every song on there is a banger. There's not a bad song on the whole thing. Yeah. But, they had so, some yeah, really I, good Motown holiday albums. And we're oh, just like, I, I can just listen to the album all day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I guess that's on to me. My number two is called Kistletoe by 303. Ooh. This one, it's about a guy. That's, he's talking to this girl that like went away for school. And I guess they broke up, but then like she's back and they're kissing under the mistletoe now. Another one that's a lot of fun, a little bit more punk again. It's just, it's another really good one that like when I hear it, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling Christmas spirit now. <laughs> I like that's how it. different all of our choices are. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I was Definitely. expecting, I was like, oh man, what if three people mentioned Mariah Carey? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> oh my God. No. You have no thing to worry about. There's no Mariah Carey on my list. Uh, I actually strayed away from it as well, just to try to. Not on mine either. See, I purposely so. avoided Mariah Carey as well. I like all yeah, we all avoided the Mariah Carey plague of Christmas. But it is, it is <laughs> an it amazing is song. song. To yeah. be fair, it is an it amazing is a good, song. It's, it's, it's an okay song. It's an okay song. 
I think it's unfortunately overplayed. It is very overplayed, but it is. I I prefer. I actually prefer her. I I prefer listening to her sing "Baby, Please Come Home." I was gonna say that's. Oh yeah, was gonna be my other honorable mention. Was like the cover is good though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Bry. Your number Um, two. My number two is. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch by Small Town Titans. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard that version. I, yeah, I came across that last year by accident and like I was blown away. I was like, yo, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. It, it, it was just so, it, oh, his voice was just fantastic for that. And then he came out with an acoustic version last um, later on. And I was like, the acoustic version's cool, but nah, that original version was just. Good God. Like I, I sent you guys both versions. And if you if you hadn't like tone, if you've never heard that, like oh Brit oh Brittany. I'm gonna you, listen I've, to it. Yeah. Oh I'm my god. Like, like when he gets to the, as as when he oh when he gets oh when he gets into it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And then I listened to some of their other covers too, and they're pretty good. But yeah, that 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 right there is like my favorite version of that song now. Like yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah. Awesome. I don't get me wrong. I love the original, mm-hmm. but this is just where he goes with it is just so much fun, so much fun. All right. Um, that brings me to my number two, uh, which is Mela Kaliki Maka by Bing Crosby, which uh, yeah. Bing Crosby was a staple for me growing up. My grandparents listened to it. My parents listened to it, and it's in one of my favorite holiday movies ever and a very uh a very national famous lampoon's scene christmas national lampoon's christmas <laughs> vacation uh when he's you know daydreaming about getting the pool in the backyard the, pool um, scene. the infamous cutoff when she's getting out of the yes water. <laughs> and it's just i mean the song is just fun it's just you know because most of those old records had just the standards them doing versions of older songs this was something that was new at the time and you know I've heard other people cover that song, but that's probably the first time it was ever done on an album or anything like that. And Bing Crosby is just one of my all-time favorite singers. I think he has a terrific voice. Um, and that's just one. It's it's like Tone said. It's once I hear that song, I'm in the Christmas mood. Like, and that's usually right after Thanksgiving. I start all of us, my family starts listening to Christmas music, and as soon as I hear that. I'm like, I turn off the negative stuff where I'm like, I don't want to listen to Christmas mm-hmm. music. And I'm like, oh, we're listening to Christmas music now. Okay, yeah, I'm good with house, this. After Thanksgiving um, dinner ends, we watch National <clears throat> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and that just, like, kicks it off. Nice. Yes. Oh, so, man, are yeah, we that... to me with number one? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're back to, back to you with one. Okay, my number one song that I could think of for this which I hope is true because I really love it, is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Ooh. Yeah, I, I just, I really love that song. It's fun to sing. It's just like, I don't know, it's groovy. I love it. Every time I hear that, <laughs> I'm just like, we're caroling through the night. It's just so good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to sing it for the audience because just in case you don't know the song and you're like, I don't really know that one. <laughs> I sing it for you and then you're like, oh, This Christmas. Yeah, that is one of my jams. It's another one where, like, you know, you feel the song and then halfway through he snaps also, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I'm, yeah. that's it. I'm in for the ride now. 
Oh yeah, that's definitely one of mine. Yeah. So basically, Motown took this over, and then my honorable mention was like one for the gays. But I I grew up listening to Motown, so when it comes to Christmas, that's one of our albums that I'm just like, gotta do it. I told you I liked her. Because I that's how I grew up too, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel like if you're from Philly, you you listen to Motown. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know how you can avoid it. <laughs> Motown and Philly, that's baby. Mine. Exactly. All done. All right. So my number one is going to be a departure for me from these other ones. Ooh. It's the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Oh, yeah. that's my yeah. all-time favorite Christmas song. It's been my favorite Christmas song since I was a kid. I have an original sing like vinyl single of that from when I was like mm. before I was born mm-hmm. that my parents kept for me. And then once I got a vinyl player, they gave it to me. I love that oh, cool. song. That is the song that that comes on. This is, this is 100% Christmas. I can, nothing can take me out of the Christmas spirit if I'm listening to that song. Yeah. It's literally um, the Christmas song. So exactly. You're not, you're not and wrong. like other people have covered it. And it's fine, Not the but same. no one touches Nat King Cole's version of that song. Yeah, I agree. There's just yeah. some people that do a version of a song that can't be topped, you know? Yeah. And that's and definitely one of them. That's I agree. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number one. Awesome. Bry. Um, mine so- isn't so much a song as it is like an entire soundtrack. Oh, which is oh boy. basically all of the background music, all of the jazz by, and I forget the the name of the the group, but the um because I just switched mine up and it just hit me uh, from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh, oh okay. yeah, all of those covers, like any like tone, you can pick any one of those mm-hmm. songs, okay. um because I love those. Like I can, I can, I literally have those in my YouTube playlist so that I can like, while I'm at work, just sit there and listen to those, those jazzy versions of Christmas songs that are just so like, and then there's the choral versions of certain ones that they sing in the background when the kids are singing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, it, it calms me and it puts me in that serene Christmas mm-hmm. state. Like, like when things are getting overwhelming, that's what I listen to because it just, it, 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 it's, it doesn't take me out of the Christmas spirit, but it calms my freaking nerves. <laughs> and it, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just so calming and relaxing to listen to like their, that version of Oh Christmas tree is just fantastic. It just, it's just so fan. It's just so jazzy. It's always the one I think of. Exactly. Exactly. And you're just yeah. like, okay, peanuts, go off. <laughs> There's no reason for it to go that hard, but it did. It did. Yes. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But you know what? You know what, though? You know what song you can actually put up there instead of all of that, though? Linus and Lucy for that. Okay. Linus and Lucy because that's the other song it is like synonymous with Christmas yeah it's synonymous with Christmas and it's not a Christmas song but it like it I I can hear it all the time yes that one yeah yeah 
Like, I'm yeah. not doing as good a job as Britney is with the I vocal. I like when it changes but... up in the middle, it goes like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I worked at a mall for years and like I worked a little calendar shop. And like, so I'd be right in the middle of like, just for like the holidays, because I worked at a bookstore. So as soon as November, like the end of November hit, I'm out there, Christmas music is playing. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh God, like make it stop. I, I, I can't do this. And there was this piano behind me one like that for a while. And one year there was like a guy actually playing it. And I turned to him and I go, do you know Linus and Lucy? And he goes, Oh, this? And he starts playing it. I say, oh, thank God. You're like, thank you. Like, you, like, you, <laughs> like, you saved my life because you're playing over the radio. And it's like, and I can listen to this all day. So, <laughs> and, oh, that song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it. So, Ed? Um, my number one, it's my favorite Christmas song of all time. Uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. It's... I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm kind of a, kind of a, you know, anti-Christmas guy. I always, I've, I've never been super duper into it. So Krampus, the you. heart, the heartwarming stuff doesn't always do it for me, but this just you the fact the that, angst. yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I need, I like the, the rockiness of it. I like the, the message of it, if you will, I, you know, these kids just want money, just they're poor. <laughs> Give it to oh, them. Merry Christmas. Gonna, they're going to be um, just love it. And, and, you know, the, the guitar and it's amazing. I, I mean, it's just, it's a great song. I mean, there's, there's not much else to say about it. I just love it. The only problem is it's too short. It's like, it's, it seems like it goes by in a flash. Um, but yeah, just one of my absolute favorite songs. And it's so angsty. That is a good word for it. It's so angsty. And these, I, I, grew up not wealthy and i was always like you know what yeah fuck it. give me some money i would like money instead <laughs> that would be nice um yeah that was uh, right. my number one this is, this is gonna be a fun That's playlist fun. it's it's funny because brian <laughs> has this uplifting story and i'm like yeah fuck christmas fuck Chris. <laughs> hey we've all gotten there at one point in our life oh hell yeah, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and that was like scrooge's whole shtick right fuck christmas yeah and he turns around and he's like wait you, you know what there's something about yeah. this Christmas thing Cook I got wrong. Goose for everyone. <laughs> and the Grinch, his heart grew three sizes. And maybe that'll happen to me this year. I don't know. We'll I have hope to not. That could, we'd have to get that checked out if your heart grew three sizes. <laughs> it goes right out of the box. And it just springs. <laughs> <crazy. Boing. Yeah. laughs> um, but thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on and uh, being a, a guest. Appreciate it. Um, we want to plug whatever you have coming up so please let the listeners know where you can be seen and heard and all that good stuff shameless plug time so yes. you can find me anywhere on social media at vocal tomes so vocal like you know voice and then tomes is my last name which is t-o-m-e-s um i have a twitch same name twitter instagram facebook what have you and if you want to listen to any of the podcasts that i'm, I'm on i'm a co-host on everything is permitted which is another like geeky nerdy podcast like this talk about film gaming pop culture and my other podcast is a strange new pod which is just focused on star trek so awesome you can find me on those as well and then other than that i play D D online with geeks with kids podcast which is from canada 
I guest on a lot of things. I like having fun with people. I can't say no, apparently. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for letting me on. This was a blast. And hopefully uh, I can join again in the future. Oh, we would love that. And thank you yeah, for not saying no to us. So we appreciate that. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> we don't um, take rejection very well. No. no. Neither do I. But I, I do have cry. to head out, unfortunately. So. Well, okay. thank you so much for, for coming you. on today. Thank you, Brittany. Mm-hmm. See you, Brett. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Take Bye. care. Uh, and we will also be able to get any kind of information from you guys, our listeners, if you can just send an email to the email address that is gslwpod at gmail.com. Or you can take a look at our Facebook at Geekspeak last week. That's two words Geekspeak last week and we also have our instagram account which is at geekspeak last week one word awesome so thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week to talk about last week see you guys have a good one